Kevin. What? What's it called when you have your grandmother on speed dial? What? Instagram. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 177, and I'm your host, Stephen Dutzman. As always, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-host come together to make sure everyone has the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's a quiet week, or at least as quiet as it could be with Amanda and I on the mics. Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power, editor-in-chief of like 14 different sites, um, <laughs> and two of them being GameDaily.biz and SuperParent.com. Um, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing really good. I had a, I had a lovely weekend and a nice Mother's Day. That's very good. Else can I, ask for? I saw Detective Pikachu. I have not seen it yet. Don't spoil it for me, even though I get it. There's Pokemon in it. So that's Spoiler the... alert. It's good. Oh, I mean, that's that's true facts. I think we're going to try and go see it this weekend. Maybe we'll go see it Friday. Um, I yeah, I will text you. Yeah. Um, am I going to cry? That's the one thing. Am I going to – is this going to make me cry? A little bit? Like a okay. small bit. Like small bit. Am I going to cry like the end of Cool Runnings or am I going to cry like, like when Vision woke up in, in uh, Civil War? No, not Civil War, not like Age that. of Ultron. Okay, not, so I'm just like gonna. That. I'm just. Am I so just like a little bit? Just a like little bit. Okay, bit. that's fine. Yeah, um, I cry at a good Coke commercial nowadays. So like, um, um hi me. Yeah, I've met you. So if, that's why I ask you because <laughs> you'll definitely tell me. Um, so anyway, um, this is a video game week. Last week, uh, you and I did a board game grab bag wherein uh, we just talked about a bunch of stuff that we wanted to talk about and we didn't care. We just we talked about some Dungeons and Dragons. We talked about some Magic: The Gathering. You talked about some cool board games, um, which is hilarious because I, we did that because I didn't think there was a topic to talk about, and who knew we could have talked about the Origins Game Fair? Oops, we'll do that next week um, when Linda is back because Linda is finally done. So Linda is ready to come back and um, you know be like an authority on board games for to replace me. Not you. You're an authority on everything, but she's replaced. She's helping supplement me um, because it is not my strong suit. This is my power hour, the video game time. Specifically this week, folks, we're going to be previewing the E3 schedule, specifically what the universe is doing, but also what EFG is doing and what Super Parent is doing. Um, if you did not know, this podcast is produced in partnership with superparent.com, um, which is why Amanda is allowed to be here. Allowed is probably not the right word because she runs that, so she does what she wants. But Shit. but still, I'm the princess of power. She I is mean, the princess of power. But it makes it sound more a fish, I think. Yeah, um, I guess. If I had a boss, I guess. Yeah. Um, so um, we're gonna we're gonna preview E3, Let's do and it. then uh, and then how crazy is this? This makes me feel so old. Uh, Minecraft on Friday is celebrating its 10th birthday, which means uh, we're going to talk about Minecraft, um, which is something we actually haven't really done on this show for a while. How is that even a thing? How have we not talked about Minecraft? Because, because here's the thing about Minecraft, and we'll talk more about this. This is just a, a tease for the, the uh, topic at the back half of the show. I think Minecraft... Talking about Minecraft is like talking about the technology of the television. Like... 
it's so ubiquitous and so uh, like ever present that I don't think it really counts. Like it's exciting and it's definitely going to be a whole generation's favorite game. Um, And it's going to be a whole generation's like reason that they play games. Right. It's going to be their intro. Exactly. But it is, um, it is, it's just there. You know what I mean? So that I think that's why it's just not super flashy, um, even though um, it's probably the biggest game in the world. I mean, it is the biggest game in the world right now, and that's including the Fortnites and Apex Legends in the world. Um, Fortnite, it is including the Fortnite for sure. For, Fortnite, it's even including the new Tencent game. Yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, because Minecraft is insane. Because this is what happens. Well, we'll talk. You know what? Let's let's save the Minecraft is insane stats for the back half. So first, let's do it. Um, we, you and I talked before the show about, um, the going around the horn segment and most of the stuff you're playing is headshot central. Um, it's not headshot central, but it is definitely not for kids. Narratively speaking, not for children. That's fair. Um, I hear I was thinking you were playing rage. Um, no, I'm not currently. I'm not playing current. a Plague's Tale right oh, now. Right. A Plague's Tale, yeah. in a sense. Definitely not for, not for children. They sent me. A, they offered me a review copy, and I was like, guys, it's no, you're so wrong. Good, I mean, I appreciate it, but I'm gonna let that go to some other YouTuber or something that will that will help you, um, because I would just play it and talk to Amanda about it. Um, it's true. <laughs> and that's not really what the the kind of influencer they're looking for. So I I, I declined politely. Um, so uh, so. But I've been playing a game that I'm actually pretty excited about. I have been playing Final Fantasy IX for the first time. Oh, it's your first time with IX. Well, okay. So it's my first, like, official, quote-unquote, I am finishing the crap out of this no matter what game. I have never made it past disc one. And here's why. Neither have I. Okay, well... Alright. It's fine. I feel like... Being that I have described myself as the Final Fantasy dude forever, <laughs> that it's kind of embarrassing. It's like my blind spot. So, um, I it, when it came out, I was in college. I was working at Blockbuster. It was hard to find when it came out. So, um, I one of the, we got three copies in the store. I rented one, mm-hmm. uh, and I broke it. And then I paid for it because, you know, it was a damaged disc. And then I played yeah. it. Um, and I brought it back to school. And then I just got sidetracked. There was just other stuff to do, you know, like college, um, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And I just okay. never made it really all that far. Um, and then just time passed. Um, and then Final Fantasy X came out a couple of years later and I played that. And that was life-changing. And then 10 too. And then I just left... Yeah, exactly. And then I just left 9 in the dust. Like, oh, I'll get I'll get around to it eventually. Well, eventually, I tried to play it with Evan, my oldest. But this was several years ago. Um, okay. And so we played it in... Because you know how in two-player, you can give one... one You can give control of different characters. So I gave him control yeah. of Zidane. And I controlled everyone else. Because Zidane, at the end of the day, if he doesn't operate super functionally... It's okay. It's okay. It's yeah, fine. It's He's true. extra. Um, you just can't. I mean, you got to control VV, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, because that's basically the whole game is about that guy. Um, you know, it's so, funny is people tell me that I named my daughter Vivian after VV, but I didn't, even though I have a black mage tattoo back here. 
That's okay, but he, there have been other black mages. So, um, but the, uh, but I had no, I actually had no idea. Um, I don't think I actually had any idea that you had tattoos in general. Um, I just, I've seen you in, per- okay, I, never mind. You had that one. Um, I've seen you in person like three times, dear. Um, that's fair. So, that's fair. And um, I'm usually wearing long sleeves because it's like grossly cold out. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. So, the um so we got it to the we got to the end of the first disc we put the, we took the disc out and then we got sidetracked because i think a skylanders game came out and he was like dad sorry um i need to save the skylands and i was like okay that's fair that's um, a legitimate thing so um i am now uh, my new thing is i go to the gym and i play rpgs uh while i'm on a recumbent bicycle um, I get all sorts of judgy looks when I bring my Switch in, but when everybody sees me, like, ramming on a bike um, and I'm playing video games, they all leave me alone. Um, that's how I finished uh, SteamWorld Quest, my game of the year so far, and now I'm working on Final Fantasy IX, and I am in the I am on the precipice of the farthest I have ever been in that game, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, folks, it's that's on the Switch. Thing. It's, like, 20 bucks. Uh, so if you're just looking for some JRPG goodness, um, it's up res, so it's in HD. Um, it still looks kind of crappy because it's a PS1 game. Um, I mean, what are you going to do, though? But it looks, it doesn't look muddy, which is what I thought it would because the, you know, the textures are a little sharper because it's HD. Um, there is, the, the only thing is there is, that you have to accept is that there is no voice acting because this is from Final, because this is from PS1. So expect to do a lot of reading. Um, or in my case, I actually just let, uh, Maggie read it because, uh, she got real bored while I was playing it. And so she started reading all of the text, all of it. And then she got really mad, um, and made, made, sh- because I, she didn't have a character named after her. So the first character that came up to be named is now Maggie. And it, fortunately it's Garnet. Oh, um, she's like, you should name her Maggie. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, it would have been weird if it was like Steimer. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's true. All right, Steiner. Steimer is a person that lives in LA. Yes. Steiner. Yes. Is a. Ju- I know who you meant, though. You, you're not supposed to confuse those two people. Um, I'm I'm just guessing. I don't know her. Um, but okay. Um, it's really good. And here's the thing, right? Like all these Final Fantasy games are on the Switch right now. The only issue that I have is that Final Fantasy X and Ten Two, and then Final Fantasy Twelve are really expensive. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna go yeah, buy Final Fantasy Ten, and it's like, nope, you gotta buy them both at once, and they're fifty bucks. And I was like, you couldn't split them up for me. Make you know, make them like forty-four if you buy them together, and you know, like maybe you make them thirty a piece and fifty if you buy them together. I would have bought them thirty at a time. I'd have overpaid for two different games to split it up a little, but no. And so that's why I bought the twenty-dollar one. Um, that's fair. After that, I'm gonna have to play Final Fantasy VII so that I can get ready for the remake that's coming soon. Um, well, soon in a in a like a geologic sense um so yeah final fantasy 9 it's a thing it's weird i'm playing final fantasy 9 in 2019 wild for the first time really i'm calling it my inaugural voyage um i really dig the characters um i don't have half of the people that i get yet i know there's a handful that i haven't gotten um i dig it it's gonna be fun i'm really Uh, looking forward to hearing all about this journey can't wait 
I'll be talking about it a lot, I think. Um, So, now let's talk about E3. So, we've gone around the horn, and by gone around the horn is literally, I just talked about one game. We'll, trust me, folks, that will change because this the, the rest of this year is insane. Um, speaking of insane, let's talk about E3. So, E3 is the second week of June uh, this year. Um, yes. And just to lay out the schedule for you folks, um, normally E3 starts on Sunday. Um. And uh, it so starts with a Microsoft press conference. It usually starts with a Microsoft press conference on Sunday, and then there's stuff on Sunday, there's stuff on Monday, and then Tuesday morning, there is a Nintendo thing, and then the, and that actually kind of kicks off the show. So yes. there's all the press conferences beforehand, and then Nintendo, and then generally there are live streams and all sorts of other crazy content coming out of the larger sites and live streamed on Twitch and stuff like that for the next three days as the actual convention happens. You know, when the, the uh, jur- you know, poor journalists and PR people have to just run around like crazy people, like EFG did the last two years. Um, this year, all of that is true, with one exception. We're adding in a little bit of extra stuff, and that is EA, who normally has a press conference on Monday, or last mm-hmm. year they moved it to Saturday. Saturday. Now yeah. they are moving. They are not having a press conference at all, and they're kicking it off with a series of live streams, which we don't know the schedule of yet, but I'm sure they'll tell us in the coming weeks. Um, they probably might've... Saturday though. What? It'll probably be Saturday stuff. Well, aren't the live streams on Friday? Oh, does it start Friday? Yes, the live oh streams start on Friday. Um, so there oh, will be some, I'm sure that there will be it. some scheduled on Saturday too, but that's the thing is we don't really know, but we know that they're going to have live streams for all of their major games, uh, for all of their games on, uh, they said starting on Friday. You're right though. It's very likely that it will extend until Saturday, but we'll know the schedule. Some of them may overlap. Others will not. Um, historically they used to do like a 90 minute press conference where they talked about everything. Um, but people complained because EA is arguably more diverse than everybody else because they have NBA Live and they have Anthem and then they have Dragon Age and like those audiences don't overlap at all like Mm, Xbox fans are united under the fact that they are all Xbox fans so like they like Forza they like Halo and maybe that's not their jam yeah right like they may not necessarily be their jam but they're like okay this is just part of the drill we accept this, at least it's an Xbox thing. EA, you don't necessarily have... EA, there's no such thing as, like, an EA fanboy. <laughs> I don't even know... I've yeah. Never, I've never... I don't think that that's a thing. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people that hate EA yeah. because of their yeah. EA, but I don't think that there's any... I'm sure there are some, but there's not any, There's not a lot of brand loyalty to EA where they're like, oh, man, I love me some Madden, so I'm going to try Battlefield. That's just not how it works. Sure. You know, there's an inter- there's an interesting piece that I wrote about on, like I wrote about EA for their um, EA Access service that's coming to PlayStation mm-hmm. in the summertime. It's been like five where years did you write since that? they launched on Xbox. What's that? Where did you put that article? I put that on the GameDaily.biz. That's, you can that's, one, of the, that the, that's yeah. a, one of the sites that you run, one of the 14. One of the bajillion sites that I yeah. run, yeah. One of the bajillion projects that I have. Yep. Um, but yeah, we wrote about that. We had a great conversation with um, 
with Mike Glass, I think, who runs EA Access and Origin. He had some really interesting insights into, you know, when people actually subscribe to Access, they play a lot different, like many different kinds of EA games, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's the same kind of thing that we see with Xbox, with Xbox Game Passes. Yeah. You know, it's they're coming on and they're playing a bunch of different kinds of games. But yeah, no one says that they're they're EA fans. They say yeah. they're Bioware fans or that they're EA Sports fans, which yep. these are actual development studios. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I like the people that work at EA. I don't necessarily consider myself like an EA fan girl by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Well, and, and I think, but that's and that's a thing. But they're, you know, to to. And I agree. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I don't know any people that work at EA. Um, although chances are good I do. I just don't know. I just don't know that I do. Um, but I'm not attached to any personalities there specifically. But um, but I respect what they do. I certainly don't hate them. Whereas, like, I absolutely am a Square Enix fan. I and mean... I will... Right? And there are definitely people who are Ubisoft fans... Sure, like, I'm one of them. I love right? Ubisoft. So, um, and I'm definitely a Nintendo fan. I've referred to myself as a slave to Nintendo for almost 200 episodes now. Um, I'm an unapologetic Bioware fan. Yes. Even though I recognize that Bioware has had some slips recently. I've been such a big Bioware fan since the 90s. I yeah. just can't quit them. Just so, like I can't quit Blizzard. Can't quit them. I'm not speaking. Activision? I could quit Activision. Can't quit Blizzard. Yeah. I keep trying. Um, speaking of Blizzard, how about that WoW Classic coming August 27th? Mm, I'm going to stream that, I think. I kind of want to get into that. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a piece of me that maybe wants to get in on that. Can we play together? Play? Yeah. I'm going to make a Horde character, because I have to. Do it. I haven't played Horde. Oh. I have never played on Horde. I'm Alliance through and through and through. So am I, but largely just because we've talked about this, because that's where the dwarves we are. We did. If dwarves were Horde, it would be for the Horde, but, uh, you know. I played as Gnome. Okay, I am gnome. Right. A gnome warlock? No, gnome warrior. Oh, okay. All right. That's that, an off tank. That makes sense. Um. Anyway, we can talk. We'll talk more about that when uh, Wild yes. Classic comes out. Um, oh man. So the um. So it starts on with EA. Um. I'm guessing the first live stream that's going to go is Star Wars. Um. And but they're going to talk about everything. They're going to have a live stream for all of their games. Um. NBA Live. And FIFA and Madden. I'm really interested to see the numbers of people that watch the different streams. That's one of the things that yeah, we will be watching, um, if for nothing else, because I think it will be a fun infographic. Um, and so the um, and and there are going to be some surprises. I'm sure they're going to be like, and check out this unannounced game, probably. Or hey, check it out. We have more information about the new Dragon Age. Well, I, they have to bring Dragon Age. Um, that's not for EFG, but they have to show Dragon Age. Um, unless Dragon Age was going to be like Anthem, and they don't want that anymore, at which point they send it back into the <laughs> oven. Um, which, yeah. I, if I were EA, and I'm not, but like if I were EA and it was like halfway done, and they were halfway to putting out Anthem with dragons, I would say, you know what, guys? Maybe we just go back and make another Inquisition. Let's just... Let's just go back. Oh, man. <laughs> and then just restart so it. Because, because yeah. in that case, late... If they... The, could you imagine the PR boost they would get if they were like, you know what, we were going to do this. We recognize that that's not what you guys want in this. 
that would be a great PR move. People would be very happy with that. Um, so we're going to find all sorts of cool stuff from EA. Then, and so we're just kind of going through the schedule, and then we'll talk about uh, Amanda's voyage, and then what EFG is going to be doing. Um, then Sunday at um, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern, is Microsoft, with what they have said is going to be their biggest show ever. Um, I'm going to be in the audience. You're going to be in the audience. Um, I, I would say I expect test messages, but you're going to be too busy on your laptop. Um, That's true. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it later. Um, hopefully yeah. they have good swag. Um, the um, Then, uh, a little while later, at 5.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Eastern is Bethesda. Um, those are the Skyrim Which will likely people. not have anything for our audience. Yeah, and probably nothing for us, more likely than not. Um, they're the Skyrim people. Yes. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people very excited. But we could be seeing new stuff about about Elder Scrolls. I mean, for those parents in the in our audience that play Elder Scrolls Blades, you know, that's a that's a teen friendly kind of game that you can be playing with your kiddos. That's available on mobile and it's free to play. So. Yeah. If you've never seen a Bethesda game before, that's a pretty cool place to start. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I mean, a little bit later is Devolver Digital. That's a show that you don't watch with children. However, you never watch that with children. You get the whiskey and you watch it alone. Yeah. Or with your Because, man, it's, the, it's weird. But Devolver always announces cool stuff. So here's what you can count on. You can count on me live tweeting it. Because that's what I'll be doing with Devolver. You don't have to watch it. Just watch my Twitter feed. I will just announce... I will just share with you the games. And some of them will be very kid-appropriate. Devolver Digital published Swords of Ditto. Yeah. Um, They've also done stuff that's not... So trust me, I got you guys. I got you. Um, They did enter the Gungeon, too, didn't they? They did, yeah. So they, they did enter the Gungeon. Um, like, Devolver... And yeah. the minutes also. Oh, they a, did minute. Oh man, minute yeah. is so good. Minute, minute is I only good. played at a demo at PAX, I think. Um, I don't own it yet. I need to fix that. Um, I know, it's I know, I know. Hard, but it's good. Um, what? I don't even know whatever game you're talking about, but you still need to fix that problem. Yeah, I do need to fix that problem. Minute is a game where you die after a minute, and then you mm-hmm. respawn, and the you have to do all the different things, but you only have a minute before you die. Um, but it's cute. It's like a Game Boy game. Um, so that's Sunday. Yep. And then some of us rest. Then Monday at, um, okay, so it says 1 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So that'll be 4 Eastern. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the IGN wiki and they did the math backwards. Um, oh, they said at oh. 10 a.m. Eastern. And I was like, that's not how time works. Um, so at four in the afternoon on Monday is Ubisoft for me. So 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern is Ubisoft. And they're going to be all over the place just like normal. Um, I'm hoping for a new uh, Mario vs. Rabbids game. That's what I want. It's a cool um, damn game. The um, but they're probably going to talk. I mean, we we actually there was a tweet today from a lead designer. Um, do we believe that? Is he is so he full he, of crap? He's apparently a notorious jokester. Okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if I because Ubisoft's um full year earnings come out tomorrow. 
So I have a feeling that they may end up announcing, like low-key announcing some new games in their financial report, because that's what they have a tendency to do. So if we don't see that, we'll likely see some new games that they're going to be announcing at, at E3, but I'm hoping for a new Splinter Cell. Yeah, even Homeboy, that Homeboy dropped a hashtag Splinter Cell, which admittedly, not yeah, for our audience. Yeah. Um, and he made some very excited fans. Um, mm-hmm. And a few people tweeted at him like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> Like, are you going to be fired for that? But who knows? Yeah, um, it's fine. Oh, I'm sure Ubi he's fine. Played it off. Ubi played it off like it's he's a notorious jokester. Because he is. He's a troll. Yeah. Like, he's a legit troll. But he's really funny. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It could be worse. We haven't had this year's Walmart Canada. Um, which I was really I hoping for. I for my countrymen. Yeah. So, um, so then... So that's uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Then at 4:30 at, at 4:30 p.m. Pacific, um, 7:30 uh, p.m. Eastern. Oh, this is after that. All right. So next is Square Enix at six. Wait, yep. hold on, because the next is kind of funny, right? No, yes, next is kind of funny at 4:30 p.m. Pacific yes. time and 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Yes. And so kind of funny is a bunch of YouTubers more or less that do a showcase because why not, I guess. Um, and it's going to be all indie games. This is probably not one to watch with their, with your kids either because they are not, because until Greg Miller has children, he's going to cuss a lot. I suspect that that will change. He's a wholesome, he's a wholesome good old boy most of the time, but yeah, he has a filthy mouth. I suspect that that will change. Um, that's when my prediction. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I predict, that. So. I predict that. Um, yeah, I can just see it. Um, but so, uh, guess what? Just like with Devolver Digital, I'll be live tweeting it. Um, if I can keep up, they went really fast last time, but I'm going to do my yeah, best. They... Um, mm-hmm. we might have three people on the, on the EFG Twitter trying to keep up. Um, and then after that is the big one. It's 9 PM Eastern, 6 PM Pacific. And that's Square Enix. This is arguably the... I mean, Microsoft is huge, but I think Square Enix is the one that I'm looking forward to the most, and that's insane considering Nintendo is the next day. Um, because I think it's possible we're going to... I mean, we know we're going to see Final Fantasy VII Remake because they yeah. basically told already, us that last week. Yeah, we already saw it on State of Play uh, um, for PlayStation. So. And they said, we're going to see you next month. And I was like, well, what's next mm-hmm. month? You know, watch Yeah, the- we're not going to see a Sony press conference, so... Yeah. Exactly. There's no Sony press conference. Um, and I also think it's got to be time for Crystal Dynamics to show us a little bit something about Avengers. Considering We, to, we have to. We thought we were going to see it last year. Yeah. And I think it kind of makes sense to do it now because Avengers hype will never get higher. No. Um, not ever. Not after Endgame. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to show us an Avengers game, which will be appropriate for our audience. Um, It it might be rated T because... That's still appropriate. But that's still fine because at the end of the day, it'll be T because Captain America is an actual person, really. You know, he's not like a robot or a monster, and they will be shooting at him with guns. So as a result, T. That's just automatic. And I'm sure that... Thor will make an inappropriate genitalia joke or something. Like, that's just how it works. Um, so, that just puts him into the T rating. So, that's Square Enix. And that, how about this? Uh, and then they could announce a whole bunch of other stuff. Because they kind of do whatever. 
Maybe there will be some new Final Fantasy fourteen content. Oh, I'm sure there will be new Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, some, um, some major, major Final Fantasy fourteen content. Well, aren't updates. they in the process of dropping Shadowbringers? Like, that's the next expansion with the Dark Knight. Is that Knight. the next expansion? Mm-hmm. Shadowbringers. Mm, I'm, so very, I'm so very behind on what's going on with Final Fantasy fourteen because I just don't play it anymore. So, um, I used to be I such a fan. They're bringing Dark Knights. Ah, um, I do like Dark Knights. Hence the Shadowbringers. Um, so, um, but I, I'm sure they'll have Final Fantasy 14 there. Um, here's what I really want. And we're not at our prediction show yet. That's not next oh, week, that's but the week though. after. That's the, soon. Oh, no, no. Here's the, 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 the podcast schedule is next week. We're going to talk about Origins Game Fair with Linda. And the week after that, we have a special guest, the man behind the curtain, John Tomlinson is going to come uh, because he, uh, because one, you haven't met the producer, um, but also um, he loves to come on our prediction shows um, because he likes to rub in the fact that he usually gets more right than I do. Um, part of that's because I like to be wild and have fun and he like predicts the easy stuff. Um, and I know that I'm saying all this because he's listening because um, he's editing this. I'm sure he's going to put something in post to make me sound stupid. Uh, but also Tila's going to oh. be here. So we're going to have the four of us make our predictions. Um, and uh, we're going to keep score throughout the week. Um, and maybe there will be a prize or a trophy for who, or maybe even a belt uh, for whoever gets it right. Um, like a wrestling I do belt. like my access. I do really like my accessories. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, and so... Uh, we'll be keeping. We will be keeping track. Um, I have some insane predictions that I think I'll tell you my my big one off air, and I think you'll like it. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't. Th- I, I, this is not for prediction time, but my true wish. How great would it be if we got a new Bravely Default game on Switch? Man, did you not like the Bravely Default games? I loved the first one. Okay, loved well, it. The second did one. Did not love the second one. Okay, well, uh, forget the second one existed then. How great would it be if okay, we just if had enough? Okay, if the another... second one didn't exist, then yes, it would be wonderful. But there was a Catmancer in the second one. How could you not love that? I had problems with the narrative. I found it very boring, which okay, is unfortunate. Well, the first one wasn't super thrilling either. No, it wasn't, but it kept me engaged because I was curious about the world. Yeah, all right, didn't... that's fair. So that that's that's me. That's entirely my jam when it comes to especially Square Enix games. I'm like, look, if you can't keep me engaged with the world, yes, screwed. Um, I uh lost interest in the narrative in that game when they kept mispronouncing stuff. Okay, that's that was fair. really hard. It's kind of like playing Final Fantasy XII when they kept calling him the Marquis, and I'm like, bro, that's the Marquis. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Marquis. Um, I will say yeah. this: the general could not watch that game like she yeah, loves to sit and watch better. me play games when they're cool story-based games well thing, for sure danielle's the, the same way the thing she wants to watch me play is bloodborne believe it or not um all, because she really likes victorian horror um so she wa- oh. also i think she really just wants to see me very angry all the time um because she just thinks it would be funny um but the uh but she tried to watch final fantasy 12 because whatever it's cool you know, mm-hmm. it's very pretty. Um, but then they kept calling him the Marquis, and she was like, "Honey, I know that that, that that's Marquis." And I'm like, "Honey, I know." And she's like, "But why are they saying I'm wrong?" And I'm like, "Because Japan, okay? It's probably the direct the director did not know how to pronounce it, so they just rolled with it." Um, yeah. And and it's fine. I don't know why they didn't fix it for the HD masters, though. How hard could it possibly have been? 
<sighs> I don't know. Extra cost. You know I, how business is. That was meant as a joke. It's obviously really hard. They had to, <laughs> I mean, they say that word a billion times. And I'm sure those voice actors don't want to get back in a booth. Um, no. So, um, so that's Square Enix. And then the next day to start the show is Nintendo. And they're going to tell us all about Pokemans. Um, and probably about Animal Crossing. I'm really hoping for some Animal Crossings. I'm not going to lie to you. Me too. I'll be really sad if we get through the E3s and there's no Animal Crossings for me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's no way you're... There's no way. There's no way. Unless they tell us you're it's getting delayed. You're going to jinx us. You're going to jinx us. Don't I don't... Uh, trust me, I don't jinx. I just get super wrong. So, so that's the basic... And then after that is three days of coverage, which is cool. Um, you'll be able to go to sites like superparent.com very likely GameDaily.biz because I'm sure you're going to have stuff coming from E3 oh, too. Um, just from different angles, which is neat. You kind of attack it from two different directions. Um, and also engage Family Gaming because we'll be putting stuff up as well. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but also Nintendo's going to have their Treehouse, which is a bunch of Twitch streams for you know several days. GameSpot and IGN and all these other places. YouTube Gaming. If you just follow the E3 hashtags, you will find the stuff. Here's the you'll good get news. get the good stuff. We will be curating all of this content. So you'll be able to go to the EFG Twitter page, go to the EFG Facebook page, and we will be sharing content about all of the family-friendly games from Super Parent, from GameDaily.biz2, from IGN, everybody. If it's about one of those games and it's not super redundant, we're going to be sharing it in one of those places. So make sure you follow us um, because we will be your source. Um... Because if we're not going to create that content, we're going to go find it for you. Um, Heck yeah. Um, and that, as the, you can probably assume, that means we're going to be on the ground, not at E3, but we're going to be back in Connecticut. Um, I will be starting from Friday afternoon. I'm going to the Robles house, and we're setting up a lab and a studio. Um, we will be, and I will have a full staff in our war room to um, cover all the showcases, to be tweeting about them, writing stuff. It's going to be great. We are going to put out a podcast for every one of these conferences that we just talked about, um, specifically about those conferences. If they only talk about one family-friendly game, then guess what? That podcast is going to be five minutes long. Um, and then our the man behind the curtain is going to edit it all into one big supercast for the end of the week. And we're also going to do a live uh, Facebook Live post-show for every Ooh. one of those where you'll be able to see our live reactions and those will then go up on YouTube later. Um, and then we're going to have written content all throughout. That's our plan. Um, we're excited. It's going to be a lot of work, but we're ready for it. Amanda, you're probably, you, you don't have quite as much freedom to just sit around, eat barbecue and create because you are going to be physically at the show. I am. So tell everybody kind of what the shape of your week is. Can you well, do the shape it? of my week is starting to come together. It is not not something I can really share just yet because yeah. there's a lot of behind-closed-doors things and there are some unannounced titles in there and some big things that are definitely not family-friendly. Yeah. Um, but I will be sitting down with Nintendo and I will be checking out what they have on the showroom floor because Nintendo absolutely adores Super Parent, which is great because we love Nintendo. So at some point during the week, I'll be sitting down with Nintendo. I will be checking out the Netflix E3 keynote, which wait, is wait, they're going to have a keynote. They are. I know they were going to be there. I didn't know they had. Oh, at the Coliseum. At the Coliseum. So yes, they are going to be at the Coliseum for about an hour, um, from noon Pacific to one Pacific. So that's going to be really interesting. 
Then, so yeah, so the shape of my week is mostly game daily because I'm there alone for both game daily and super parents. So it's whatever I can weave in for both. You will see if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amanda Farrow. And I'll be live. I'll be tweeting the event through the through the week. I will likely be doing some Facebook lives myself. I will be posting regularly on Game Daily's Twitter and on Super Parents Twitter. I'll be doing some video content as much as I can, and yeah, just giving some live reacts mostly over on Super Parent and some pretty hard hitting business stuff. We'll be rolling out on Game Daily throughout the week, and about stuff I can't talk about yet because it's all embargoed. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to make prediction show real hard for you because... Yeah, because I know a lot already. <laughs> I mean, I know a fair amount too. Um, but yeah, you're at a, you're at a, you will be at a disadvantage because there's some stuff you can't predict because you know it. <laughs> but yeah. that's okay. You're creative. You can think it's of it. It's true. I will. Uh, I, I will believe, 100% do I this. believe in the heart of your cards. Um, Excellent. So, yeah, man. It's, it's coming... It's coming fast. It's happening. It's um, happening. But that's awesome, guys. Guess what? It's if you if you like games, E three is Christmas time. There's no way around it. Um, we're gonna find it's out so much time stuff. for me for like twenty years. Yeah, that's how much I love E three. Yeah. Um, E three is one of the reasons I do this site. No lie, it's because I want an excuse to just bathe in that glow for a week. And you know what? I do. And I had my wonderful experiences at E3, but I have never been more excited to just hop into a war room now that I know how the sausage is made. Um, I know so much more about how to get information. Also, I know you, and I can just follow you on Twitter, and I know everything you go. You're like my mole. Um, it's true. I'm your, I'm your inside lady. Yeah, I have an inside lady. Um, also, like, knowing PR people is nice, where I can just email it's people true. and be like, hey, I'm not going to be there, but um, me up, that was that was you and your boys uh, suggestion and that's helped yeah. um so that's e3 um we're gonna have a like I said we're gonna have our prediction show in two weeks be ready for that it's gonna be shenanigans um but now let's take a little bit of a break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna celebrate minecraft's 10th birthday Woo-hoo! And we're back. So, uh, thank you very much, and welcome back to episode 177 of Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. I'm still Steven. I'm still here with the Princess of Power, and we're still talking about video games. Specifically, we're talking about Minecraft. Um, it's 10 years of Minecraft, um, and it, it it is... I don't want to say it's, it's unrecognizable... I don't want to say it's unrecognizable because what's crazy, because you know how sometimes you'll say, oh man, like World of Warcraft is unrecognizable from its original form. That's kind of true. Minecraft, it is absolutely not. No, its core is still the same. Minecraft looks the, like if, if you were looking at a YouTube video of Minecraft from 2009, outside of maybe some, fun, you know, like, you know, worst, gra- you know, worst video capture, um, because that was the real thing holding people back the game fundamentally looks the same um Mm -hmm. you might an astute observer like for example my 13 year old would absolutely be like bro this is from the 2011 edition and he would know why because he's a student of the craft um but this game um i think let's make i have kids sitting next to me hi i'm right here yeah 
how about you play Fortnite? Speaking of games that we're probably going to be talking about their anniversary at some point and and saying big, crazy, bombastic things. Here's what I want to say. I have uh, I, I have one big hot take that I actually don't really. The more I say it, the less. Uh, of a hot take, I think it is. Um, I think Minecraft is the most important game, um, at least in the last decade, but I think even more than that. Like, the industry is what it is because of Minecraft. Um, what do you think? I would tend to agree. I think that there is there's a lot to say about how Minecraft has shaped the industry, especially for kid-friendly content, because prior to Minecraft, we were looking at kind of this desolate landscape of licensed games and that was it yeah there wasn't a whole lot else going on there and when minecraft came onto the scene 10 years ago even in alpha it was something really special yeah and it wasn't something it wasn't something that i necessarily saw myself playing over the long term but man who doesn't love hanging out and playing with legos and that's exactly what minecraft reminded me of back when i started playing it with my husband in those very very early alpha days is man this is like digital Legos. Yep. I can just run around and dig stuff up and build different stuff and hang out with my friends online. Like this is a an MMO, but I don't have to necessarily learn, you know, rotations or anything like that and be a good off tank. <laughs> <laughs> I can just enjoy myself. So, I mean, but that but yeah, that was 10 years ago. That was I think a year after I got married. So, it's pretty wild. It's just crazy to think about it. So Minecraft, if you go to Minecraft.net, um, they have a 10th anniversary page, and they give us a very brief timeline. And I thought I would, uh, why don't, why not? Let's just why why create walk new content when we can walk through it. So yeah, walk um, it. here's what's cool: they went through it year by year and gave some of the highlights. So um, 2009, Minecraft is born. Um, the game is somewhat popular, but it's probably just a passing fad. It doesn't even have a battle royale mode. Funny. Um, then we move to 2010. How about 2010 is when they introduced the crafting system? Which means, if you think about it, the crafting system, which is so core, so fundamental to Minecraft, um, mm-hmm. it didn't even launch with it. Nope. Um, which is crazy to me, but it makes sense because when it launched, it was in straight up alpha like they were working on it they're still building this game um but that's when you know so that's really interesting to me uh so 2010 they introduced the crafting system they added mine carts um along with dungeons bricks slimes compasses chickens and music discs oh yeah um, those music discs and that was 2010 and then right. minecrafticon in bellevue washington was the first ever minecon um Go figure that within a year, this is like normally convention. I mean, con- there are conventions attached to every fandom. Yes. Um, but they usually don't happen that fast. Um, and it's really interesting that Minecraft kind of built <laughs> uh, that fan that fandom that quick. Don't there. don't get mad. That was amazing. Um, no, it was good. It was good. All right, 2011, first release on iOS. That was it. Was that early? That's crazy. Um, so, um, then (laughs) they made a joke about millions of bus stops were missed as commuters were busy uh, mining blocks. Um, and then the second Minecon happened in Las Vegas, um, 
you know, they moved somewhere fancier. 2012 is when uh, the final design for the first official Lego set, which is crazy that it was that long ago. Um, it is kind of crazy. Also, Minecraft comes to Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then their their text says, uh, Trials Evolution also comes to Xbox 360. What does that have to do with us? <laughs> Nothing, but it's a very good game. Um, it is a very good game, it's true. Um, next, the pretty scary update came to mm-hmm. Minecraft that brought witches, bats, zombie villagers, and wither skeletons to Minecraft. Um, brave players continued mining regardless. Um, this kind of goes along with another one of my hot takes. Um, I think that at the very least, Minecraft is the most played horror game of all time. Um, but I think it's probably the best horror game of all time. Because for me, that tension of being in your dirt house on that it carved into the side of a hill that first night <coughs> with those zombies and the and the the uh, the spiders and all this stuff, man, is that intense. Man, is that intense. And if a and then with your luck, an Enderman will just come up, open your door, and just. And just munch on your face. Yeah. They can teleport through them. They can also pick up other blocks. Oh, I know. I know. Guys, don't correct me. This is... You guys are going to have your time to talk about Minecraft tomorrow or Thursday. A zombie can break down your door. Okay. (laughs) They're so excited, Dad. They're very excited to talk about Minecraft. I told them that they were going to talk about... They're not really talking about Minecraft. They're just correcting me. Thanks, guys. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm glad that we have that. Yeah, exactly. I have edit- I have two editors, you and them. So, um, 2013, horses. I and, love horses. And Minecraft 3 comes to PlayStation 3. And I remember when that happened. Uh, that was a pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the Java version gets a ton of new biomes. Um and it is humbly update the the update is called the update that changed the world literally because they added a bunch of biomes um then 2014 that's when they got bought by uh Microsoft yes that was which the they transition. refer to as a little known tech startup um never heard of them never heard of them um and then they launched on PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1 which is very important because when Microsoft bought Minecraft, before Microsoft came out and said, okay, guys, we're going to keep it, we're, we're not going to change anything, we're going to still distribute it everywhere. When I saw that headline, my first thought was, all right, well, they're pulling it off everybody's app store. This is going to be an Xbox exclusive. How about you, How about a way to sell some Xbox Ones? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great attach. And the, atta- and the the way that those, from what I understand... Those just flew off the shelf because I could never find one in oh, my the, the like Microsoft anywhere in Vancouver. Or the, the Xbox uh, yeah, special editions. The bundles. I had yeah, one. the bundles I, when they came out. I had the Xbox One Minecraft special edition in my hand, and then I put it down. Um, Why would you do that? Because I'm a moron, Amanda. I'm a Why moron. Sam, you you're not a moron. You're smart. Why would you do that? I, well, I was a moron. And what's crazy is Tila put it in my hand. Oh, man. Um, Tila's a smart one. She's, she is smart. Um, 
I surround myself with smart people because I need you all to make up for me. Um, So the other thing that happened is they launched it on PS Vita um, the same year. I totally forgot that they launched that on Vita. Which um, is, you know, now for those of you who don't know what the PS Vita is, it's basically um, the precursor to the Switch. Like, I don't think if if the Vita existed, I don't think the Switch would have. Um, that's just, I, that's just how I feel. I'm sure it's not actually right, but that's how I feel. That's a very uh, hot take. It is a hot very take. Very spicy. Really. Spicy, I like it. <laughs> the, the Switch exists because the Wii U sucked. And they were like, oh, wait, if we just deliver, how about we just actually do what we promised the Wii U would do? And then it'll mm-hmm. sell. And so they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, they made the Bountiful update, which brings a new survival feature and blocks, including coarse dirt. Um, mm-hmm. Really, folks, legit coarse dirt was not added until three year, or five years after it came out. Um, then, 2015, um, they uh, it launched on Wii U, mm-hmm. which that was a could I mean. Do you remember the Nintendo Direct when they announced Minecraft for coming to the, the Wii yes. U? Yeah, like that was so mind blowing because they they had the Nintendo World. Mm-hmm. Where it was like power blocks, and it's like, man, that was saved for like Curse Forge. Like the mod community was the only place you could get Nintendo stuff. But like now, sure. the fact that it was a fish um, was so crazy. Um, and then Minecraft Story Mode launches, which Minecraft Story Mode it's is just Minecraft Story Mode is really good. Um, they uh, Evan, they're in their timeline. It says, "Sorry about Ruben." Oh, Evan's he's gonna come no, in. You're not sorry. He's crying a little bit. Oh, um, Evan was very upset. That's um, understandable. That was a very upsetting moment. And I cried. He stayed home from school. Understandable. Uh, the day that he got there, you know, I get it. Listen, I get it. So, 2016, you're gonna talk to us all about it when we record the kid podcast. Um, so 2016 Minecraft Education Edition, and they added polar bears. Right? Let's put a pin in the Education Edition. Um, yes. 2017, it launches on the Nintendo Switch. Um, Which I bought immediately. Obvi. We didn't yet, only because we own it on other things. Um, but it's only a matter <laughs> of time. Um, and then Minecraft The Island, a Minecraft novel, hits shelves in 2017. Weird that it took that long, but Whatever. Um, fun fact, it was written by Max Brooks, the same guy that wrote the Zombie Survival Guide. Oh, goodness, that's kind of um, cool. Yes. And then was the Better Together update, which is yes. probably the biggest update to Minecraft in its history. Which, yes, because it was the first company that was like, seriously, for real, cross-platform play is a thing between Xbox One, PC, and iOS, and Android. And it yeah. just, it's, I mean, and- that's nuts. It was it was really interesting to cover that because it was around it was around E three it was now announced I believe at E three right yeah I think so yeah it was yeah. around the time yeah it was definitely during that E three it was around E three so we had just launched Game Daily so we got to that was part of some of our first coverage on the website and we got to cover that and we got to go to Sony and be like hey all uh, where are you see that there's some serious shade happening between uh, Xbox and Nintendo here where they're saying, hey, you want to hang out later? Yeah, okay, I'll see you on servers. You know, but Nintendo, or but Sony's not there. What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Why aren't you doing this? Aren't you feeling the pressure? And they didn't actually start allowing cross-platform play until Fortnite. 
Yeah, and I think part of that was because Microsoft... I think the reason that Minecraft did not push them farther was because it was run by Microsoft, and Microsoft was more than happy to just let Sony step in it. Oh, sure. They're like, okay, we'll just let you hang. Bye! Bye. Deuces. So, um, further stuff. <laughs> 2018, which is last year, mm-hmm. Better Together expands to Switch. Yes. Then, because uh, remember, the first Better Together was oh, in 2017. Right. And so it right, started right. as just, it started being a big deal because it was Xbox One being able to play with PC, but also iOS. Yes. Okay, so mo- my bad. It was my dad. That my bad. That was last year. So yeah. last year was when we. So last year it. is when it, they announced the Nintendo thing. That's when it got insane. That's when they got shady. And then it got shade. They absolutely did. The Twitter was amazing. It was um, just... And then um, it's a dual screen delight. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, oh, uh, it came uh, to 3ds last year, right? Or was that the year before? No. I don't think so. You'd have to go and check up on that one. I think what they're talking about with a dual screen delight is potentially having somebody on the television and having somebody on the switch. Yeah. So, so, um, but also they added the update aquatic, which is new mobs, turtles, dolphins, and the horrifying sky monster. Um, the big thing with the aquatic update for me is the ability to make kelp farms, um, which adds a whole new way to get food. Um, I want to play, and I'm just going to live on kelp. Um, then 2019 is the Village Pillage update, which is tons of new blocks, new enemies, new friends, and the Wandering Trader Village. Um, mm-hmm. And Minecraft turns 10. And then they have something for 2029, um, which, Mo, uh, Mo Yang, I'm going to hold you to this. We're going to be recording this podcast. And in 2029, um, Minecraft will be released on Mars. Um, wow. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm holding you know, you all I'm, on board. That. I'm on board. I think that sounds brilliant. If anyone could launch a satellite and just all they got to do is just drop a Vita with Minecraft on it and then boom, it's released on Mars. Nailed it. <laughs> you know what? That's, That's what you're That would be do. amazing if they've got some if they have someone trying to figure out a way to do that. Um just just whenever they send a probe over next just send a Vita. Um so that's 10 years of Minecraft. So um Amanda, you have been playing Minecraft since, not day one, but like, you know, close. Very close. close. I go off day five. Yeah. So tell me, what's some of your favorite Minecraft memories? I think that at the very beginning, like I I said, the introduction to Minecraft was just so fascinating because I didn't know what to expect. I was like, what is this? Oh, it's like digital Legos. Why would I want to play with digital Legos when I can like go hang out with my nieces and nephews and go play Legos for real? And it was, it just turned out to be like this really interesting immersive experience right from the get go. It wasn't feature rich enough. So I left it for a long time and I left it actually until um, Microsoft purchased it from Mojang. And, you know, cause I, I was like, well, if Microsoft's paying attention to it and I was, I was paying attention to it, but I just had no interest in going back to it. So once they, once they purchased it, and they started making these upgrades and they started really fleshing out like what the community could be and what the what the play style looked like. It was just so interesting. And then I started introducing it to my children and being yeah. able to introduce it, especially to my youngest son when he was old enough to play. He was so fascinated with the idea of taking these blocks and building stories with them. And mm-hmm. that's what it became. And that's what it's become for them sitting out in our living room you know we got one of them on a laptop one of them on an ipad and the other one sitting on the xbox 
and they'll just sit there. They'll sit there and they'll build and they'll create and they'll think about interesting new things that they can do with redstone and they build roller coasters and yep. really fun things like that. And then they tell stories. They tell stories to each other and they're all in the same room together. So those are my kinds of favorite memories is that when I'm able to get in there and I'm able to play with them, it's great, but I love observing them observing them and observing the stories that they tell to one another and that emergent gameplay is so fascinating to me. I've had a number of really great experiences streaming Minecraft with my friends. Um, there was a fantastic stream that Mike did. I, I don't remember. I think that was like 2016 or something like that. And maybe it was 2015. But it was for Take This, I think. And it was just basically him just running around and doing dance moves in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. having a Minecraft dance party and him like beatboxing. It was hilarious. <laughs> that sounds like I mean that does sound like a lot of fun. It was. It was really fun. And so yeah, I've had a I've had a number of great experiences, especially over the last five years with with Minecraft. And prior to that it just wasn't feature rich enough and there were too many other games to keep my attention. So but yeah, I love it now. And being able to see my kids creating stories in these beautiful, fantastical worlds together is just so heartening. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. That's the part, um, you know, watching them play together is a big deal. Um, and, you know, I feel I, I feel the same way about, like, Fortnite when I see them playing together. Um, but there's something about Minecraft where they're building something or building a fort um, or, you know, playing with their little sister and things like that. I mean, it's it, it, it does mean a lot. Um, you know, they don't do it as much now. Um with Maggie, it's a lot of, you know, playing Fortnite, um, which is crazy. Maggie asked me for the battle pass. I just want to, I just want to just live in the world where my six-year-old was like, Dad, I think I'm ready for a battle pass. Um, That's sweetheart, great, though. Sweetheart, no. You could take it, you, maybe next maybe time. Maybe girl, no. Um, I mean, yeah, because you, you don't play, you can't unlock battle pass tiers in creative mode. Um... So, I mean, how about just tell me when you want a skin, and we'll just get you the skin. We'll just spend that money on a skin. Um, I think that's, that's a good idea, Dad. It's a way better idea. Um, although, now that I think about it, if you buy the Battle Pass, it comes with skins. But, like, whatever. I'm not going to talk myself into buying a Battle Pass for a six-year-old. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I already buy one. Um, I don't need. Yeah, for the you, Jake. pro in the house. Well, because he's, he's, the, he's the Fortnite pro. Well, that's not Seven saying much. Wins. Hashtag Steve is bad at games. Um, so, do you want to play Street Fighter? No. Then, then be quiet. You're bad at games, though, so sure. <laughs> oh damn! There's some shade coming from from the little guy. Um, yeah, we're, he's gonna there. be. Uh, wait, listen. We'll put it on YouTube. Um, I got Dragon Ball Fighters. We can play that too. Um, every, we'll play every fighting game except Mortal Kombat. Um, facts. So Mortal Kombat is not family friendly. I have a site. I have an article on my site that talks about it. Um, very important. It's a very important article. I a, read it often. It is my highest trafficked article over the last three weeks. Um, which is pretty much why I wrote it. You know why I wrote it. You knew that it was going to be. Um, and I've gotten some really awesome comments. Um, many of which I've had to delete. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I, 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 it's man, Minecraft. Every time I think it's down, oh, it just keeps it'll going. Never be down. Like never. I thought, well, Fortnite 
it's taken over the world. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Minecraft. It's going to take the crown. Um, and then Microsoft just rolls out with a press release. Oh, by the way, this was even at Fortnite's peak. Minecraft still beat it in views in viewed hours on yeah. uh, on YouTube by an absurd margin. By like what is the equivalent of like so watchable though. It's agreed. so watchable. Agreed. But what, it just caught me by surprise and and that's the same thing at the beginning of the show when you were like why haven't we talked about Minecraft yet? And part of that is because it is everywhere. Like for the same reason we don't talk about toasters in the news. You know? Like Minecraft is just there. It is steady. It is dependable. It is, um, it is, and it's never bad news with Minecraft, ever. That's no. the one thing that I, you know, like not anymore. Not unless, we, not unless we look at other stuff adjacent to Minecraft. But we're not talking about that. Okay, I don't want to say never bad news, but like the game itself, Mostly right? Like yes. it's a kid game that has been being. It is a game that is ostensibly for children. Um, and it's, or at the very least is uh, very appropriate for them and is marketed to them, um, has never had any real, like we haven't had any serious problems. People just tend to, you know, it's like when they create it, it, there's something about this game that is just so wholesome. Wholesome is a new word. Wholesome is a word that is like taking over the internet. Um, and it's so perfect because, like, people playing Smash, you give them a level editor, immediately we know what they're going to draw. Um, they're going to – Brian Altano has this theory, and I believe him. He's a guy that – he's on IGN. If you just follow him on Twitter, it's Agent Bizzle. He's funny. But his thing that he says, <laughs> if you give people tools for video games to create things, they're going to make two things. Level 1-1 one, one in Mario and genitalia. That's it. Yep, That's all people time. make. And Minecraft, while I'm sure that is a thing, um, it hasn't really taken it over, right? Like, this game, the goodness of this game always shines through. Um, and I think that that's, that, that's, in, that's rare in the 2010s. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, super it rare. Um, and I don't show it, I don't see it slowing down. Um, I always wondered, you know, when's Minecraft going to have, like, a Minecraft 2? And it turns out we're not going to get a Minecraft 2. They're just going to upgrade Minecraft forever. And they're just going to make Minecraft Dungeons, which is ostensibly Minecraft 2. It's just a different thing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Which I can't wait for. You mean to tell me Left 4 Dead with Minecraft? Sure. I would like to go to there. Well, we're going to be able to. Maybe this year. Maybe Microsoft will talk about it. Maybe Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Microsoft's going to give us some deets. So, so that's it, folks. So there we that's go. Minecraft. We did it. We did it. Ten years of Minecraft. Here's what I want you folks to do. Um, I want you to tweet at us at EF Gaming, or um, you know, join our community, engagefamilygaming.com/community. I want to know your favorite Minecraft memories, um, because Amanda and I have our own. You know, I really don't have a huge amount of experience with it. The general is uh, is a big fan. Um, she learned about it. And Evan was struggling, and she she helped. She found some guides on online, and while reading them, realized how cool the game was. And then she lost a weekend. <gasps> like, oh, I'm so proud. That's so good. It just went. And then Sunday night, she was like, "Oh my god," you know. So, um, 
I want to know your favorite Minecraft memories. So let us know. We'll uh, maybe we'll read them off on a live video, maybe an episode of the EFG show or something like that. So, um, Amanda, it has been a pleasure as always. Always a pleasure. So um, until next week, folks. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to episode 177 as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording it. We're going to be back next week for board games, specifically to talk about the Origins Game Fair, which, in a cru- through a cruel twist of fate, takes place basically at the same time as E3. Thanks, board game world. <laughs> um, and, um, and between then... Both of all, all 15,000 of Amanda's sites and all one of mine will be rocking on through the night. Um, Heck yeah. We will see you soon. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.